Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, May 2nd, 2023. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the smooch enthusiast at Tim Gettys. I'm just an enthusiast of smooches, Greg. What can I say? You got, I mean, you see a smooch in a video game, in a movie, in a TV show, you're happy. I'm a big fan. Big fan. It's my starting point. Tim, mm-hmm. the third word yes. in the title of this show is games. Mm-hmm. But let's take it shove it out the fucking window for right a second how alarmed are you by this writer's strike in tv and film oh this is it's it's a lot you know it's a lot i i hope that it results in uh what they're they're asking for better situations of for, course yeah for we stand with the workers involved. we stand with the workers yeah uh, i mean but yeah this is going to negatively affect all the content that we love yeah um so this, it's going to be a tough time and I'm, I'm i'm hoping i'm i'm hopeful that uh, it's going to be resolved on the sooner side. Yeah. Um, is there anything out there right now in terms of uh, speculation on that? Front? Speculation looks bad. Yeah. Like the demands seem very, 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 very far apart. Right. Of, yeah. uh, of what um, the the other side's willing to to budge on. So I, I think that where we're at right now is a very bad place. But I do think that there is a a middle ground somewhere sure. that. Um, I think will be reached sooner than later. It's just terrifying that as other people, I was, I've read articles about this and listened to people talk about this. They talk about the first writer's strike, like it's ancient history when I so distinctly remember it ruining heroes and how these things, like I remember that so well and I realize like a lot of people reading it don't because they were children. Yeah. Like they don't, they, you don't know what you're about to get, Barrett. Yeah, you don't know what's about man. to happen. Was that not, I don't know. It was anyone. real bad. Yeah. Yeah. But that was one of the, that was one of the, that was one of the Craig's. It was, yeah, yeah. Great movies. You said it was bad though. Well, good and bad, good and bad. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a whole pattern there. What is this going to do for? Yeah, I mean, like, I, I'm, you got to worry about the MCU. You got to worry about. Yeah, I mean, all of it. Yeah, it's all going to be affected. Like, absolutely. And again, like this, this is this is uh, going to be one of those turning points where I think th- because this is not the first time this has happened, but this is the first time it's happened in the streaming era. Yeah. Um, I, th- my biggest concern when it comes to all of this shaking out in a positive way is there's a lot of infrastructure that is going to need to be made. We're no longer in the Wild West. We always talk, used to talk about that at IGN of like phase one of video, phase two of internet video. Yeah, like where yeah. are we? And it's like, oh, we're still in this Wild West era. And it's true to an extent. Um, but with where we're at with the, the maturation of the streaming services, I feel like uh, it's, we're almost a little too far away from being able to just be like, oh, we'll figure it out. This is the call to action to figure it out. Yeah. And um, I don't know that that's possible. Like, I think that like from the, the foundation level, um, there's, there's too many things, especially when they, start, they bring AI into it. There's a lot of conversations at play at once. Um, so yeah. Barry Courtney, our lead entertainment reporter, says, I really hope the strike leads to writers' demands. And fuck it. Let these companies use AI to write their shit during the strike. Let them see how fucking terrible the idea that is. <laughs> yeah, man going to be a unprecedented times we shall wait and see doctors together we'll see what it does to games though oh yeah i mean that's next time to catch up on our backlogs as we figure that out but more importantly mm-hmm. should you add redfall to your backlog well reviews aren't great gran turismo's first trailer is here and we have so much more to talk about because this is kind of funny games daily each and every weekday on a variety of platforms we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about if you like that be part of the show by writing in for free at kind of funny.com slash kfgd with your questions comments concerns but why not go that extra mile and go to patreon.com slash kind of funny over on patreon.com slash kind of funny. You of course can support all of kind of funny and you could get this episode and every episode of games daily ad free. You could get the ability to watch us record the podcast live as we record them, get them a day early. Like today's kind of funny podcast with the one, the only Tamar Hussein Woo-wee. and also Roger. Hell yeah. Yeah. And I don't, you know, I talked about this when I went through there, right? 
Roger's got a whole thing. You can see him through the glass. I do. You can see Roger. Roger's right got there. a whole thing going on. Oh, yeah. Because he's got like the stubble into okay. the, the. He usually shaves, or not always, but sometimes shaves his head into that. Then these glasses, and now he's wearing like a nice blazer over a t shirt. He looks like he runs this place. Good. Yeah. And he, I like it. We need somebody to grab the wheel. Yeah, yeah, We're yeah. clearly not getting it done. He was wearing a, like a dad hat yesterday, too, and it looks like he was the producer for like a big TV show. See, and you'll, you can see that live this afternoon yeah. on patreon.com slash kind of funny alongside dozens and dozens of monthly exclusive Indeed. shows that are only available on Patreon, like the Greg way I was recording in this car mere three minutes ago or seven minutes ago, where I looked out and I was like, oh, Tim's here early. And I was like, wait, no, I'm late. <laughs> Shit, I got to end this Greg way. Bye, everybody. Uh, of course, if all that content and that one piece of confetti doesn't do it for you, no big deal. You can get each and every episode of Kind of Funny Games daily ad, or for free, I should say, over on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games with ads and, of course, podcast services around the globe. If you want to be part of the watch party, you can watch us record Kind of Funny Games daily live on twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games and youtube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. No matter where you get the show, please consider like subscribe share leave a review those are always cool to go read on the apple podcast do the stars on spotify and most importantly if you really 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 like it go to patreon or if you want to do something for free why not use our epic creator code kind of funny when you're on the epic game store checking out or when you're buying something in fortnite rocket league or whatever on the console of your choice housekeeping for you Come celebrate May the 4th with us as the team plays through Jedi Survivor. We have all sorts of surprises for you, including Andy Wan Kenobi teaches Nick the Force and where the world is kept too detailed. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, Greg, they've been working really hard on this stream, and I've been seeing some of the things Kevin's I'm been I'm not done up. yet. You want to hear Mike Baca, the truck, the trucky, do his patented Tahoe scream? Tune into twitch.tv slash kind of funny games this Thursday at 1130 a.m. right after KFGD. You warned me yesterday yeah. that now that Nick knows how to write things into the doc, it was going to be bad. And there it is. It's great. It's uh, our Redfall review is right up, is right up, is right is up right now as a kind of funny X cast on youtube.com slash kind of funny games. It has me, it has Andy, it has Paris, and of course, the one, the only Snowbike Mike talking about everything we liked and did not like about Redfall, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, only on YouTube after the live stream, there's going to be a 30-minute post show where Snowbike Mike comes in to talk to us, your kind of funny games daily show hosts, about your YouTube Super Chat questions. Stay tuned after today's handshake to hang out with us before the next kind of funny stream starts. Hell yeah. Thank you to our producer, on Patreon, Delaney Twining. Today we're brought to you by Honey and Rocket Money, but we'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. Five items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. Number one. Redfall reviews are upon us. And they are trouble. Uh, it has a Metacritic right now of 64 and open critic of 65. We will start by reading from GameSpot.com's Sacred Texts, written by Mark Delaney, who gave it a 4 out of 10. Not out of 5, out of 10. 4 to 10 from one of the major publications. Ultimately, Redfall is a game that should not have been released yet. Its litany of bugs hampers the gameplay loop of exploring its world with friends, and that loop itself feels compromised by elements that are poorly executed and ill-suited to the team implementing them. I can't pretend to know whether Arcane chose to make a loot, a loot shooter or was assigned to make a loot shooter, but I can tell you what it fe feels like. One of, the, one of the best game studios in the world suddenly made Toothless. Uh, Redfall is Arcane making compromises to its own design philosophies to serve a genre it may have been better off avoiding. Over at Games Radar, Sam Loveridge gave it a 2.5 out of 5. 2.5 out of 5. Ultimately, Redfall is currently also pretty buggy. Fast travel doesn't always work. Human enemies regularly just stop animating or being responsive to your presence. And vampires can teleport directly into the scenery and get stuck there. Textures can be inconsistent, and even on running, on, and even on running at Ultra on PC, there's persistent pop-in. Plus, the Xbox Series X slash S isn't launching with the 60 frames per second mode, which results in combat feeling a bit odd and jagged. Redfall is ultimately not up to Arcane's usual standards. It feels rushed, unfinished, and unsatisfyingly to play. Unsatisfying to play. Single player is, ha single player is hampered by squad-based open-world shooter structure, multiplayer is held back by odd decisions, and decent gunplay is marred by uninspiring mission structures. It's a confusing game full of contradictions, and the result is nullifying. Unfulfilling. I'm off today. I'm going to take a sip of water. Sip it up. 
Say yeah. something about Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious, man. Fast 10 coming to theaters. Uh, very that's soon. enough. We don't need that Meanwhile, IGN's doing a review in progress. This is Luke Riley. During one side mission, I died trying to kill a vampire. But when I came back to finish the job, he was just a non-interactive blue ghost rotating to face me, but otherwise rooted in place. When I came back again, his energy shield was there, but the vampire dot 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 wasn't in it. During a co-op session, I found myself, more than once, fruitlessly attacking an enemy who was standing right in front of me, but my friend saw it as a dead body. At one stage, while playing solo, my crouch and start buttons broke. Uh, they just made clunking sounds. My inability to crouch persisted after death, uh, but returned when I fast-traveled to a safe house. The start button doesn't pause the game, by the way. It, uh, it's obviously understandable when playing online co-op, but completely baffling and inconvenient when playing solo. Right now, Redfall is not the game I expected. Uh, certainly not following the excellent death loop, but you can check back with us later this week for our final assessment. And, as I said, Kind of Funny's review is up as a Kind of Funny X-Cast. The panel was split. Uh, Mike and Andy giving it a 3 out of 5, but both also saying, yeah, it's more like a 2. It could be a 2 out of 5. I, we wavered between these. And me and Paris being definitive, this is a 2 out of 5. Let's go to the short video. We're back. I'm guessing you, we didn't hear any sound. I'm guessing you didn't hear any sound either. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Barrett is working on it. Hold on. Barrett's tweaking something. He's doing it. There it is. That's a thing. Remember, you can always go watch on TikTok. You can watch on you. Well, you can watch the whole thing on YouTube.com slash kind of funny games. You can listen on podcast services around the globe. You can get the TikTok version of it. You get the Instagram version of it. You get the YouTube short version of it. Yeah. Right, hold on, we're going to try this again. Mike, right, you've been playing Redfall. Tell me all about it. After 16 plus hours, it's okay. There's some good and there's some bad that goes into this game. And I found some fun in it, which it's what it's all about. Yeah. On the good side, I've really enjoyed this open world. The vampire aesthetic of the world is fun. It's exciting. The gunplay, surprisingly solid. Even being locked at a 30 frames per second, the gunplay is what makes this game a good time. On the opposite side, there's some bad. Being locked at 30 frames per second is a downfall when we're talking about next-gen consoles. When you add a friend into co-op, all of a sudden bugs get introduced that really take away from the game. I lost button inputs, I couldn't crouch, I couldn't hit pause anymore. Pop in, enemies getting clipped through walls and getting stuck in situations they're not supposed to be, and missions not actually registering. Would you recommend this game? I would recommend this game. Of course, you can hear my full thoughts over on the Kind of Funny X cast posted right now. But I will say that if you have a group of friends, you're looking to get into some open world exploration, have a good time with this. Mike, you been- Timothy? Yeah. Where would you like to begin? Ooh, there's so many places, Greg. Because, uh, you know, you got to talk about, like, what this means for big AAA games in general sure. in 2023. You also have to talk about what this means for Xbox and its positioning against PlayStation in 2023. Then you just need to look at... Uh, another Xbox game coming out. Another that is first party. Another first party Xbox game that is not what we necessarily would expect from one of their devs, and it just not hitting the mark. This reminds me of Bleeding Edge with Oof. Ninja Theory, yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I remember saying that a, a while back and being laughed at, Craig Miller. But here we are. That it's one of these situations where uh, a game that we we saw presented as a big deal to Xbox promoted right? as a big deal promoted throughout the exactly. entire way. Yeah, yeah. And uh, for it to hit the Bleeding Edge mark. Um, Review-wise, we'll see. Maybe it lands with people. Maybe there's fun to be handed for for this to kind of uh, continue to grow, especially with the Game Pass aside. That was the third point I actually wanted to make, where it's just like the Game Pass element of this, of how much the changes the conversation of like, yeah, it's worth checking out because it's on Game Pass. Why not give it a shot? Yeah. But like, that's the, the, is that a bad standard to be setting? 100%. I'm just like, it's good enough. Hey, here's even the, good hey, I, I have Game Pass, and it's enough that you could have fun for a weekend with a friend. You could do something for you. You don't want to finish this game. You don't want to do anything with this game, but you can run around and choose stuff. Obviously, playing any game with your friends is fun. Yeah, but you look back to the different consoles and the, the different generations of when they really started getting going, right? We have the, the launch titles that every once in a while you get a Mario 64, but more often than not, your launch looks like a couple smaller titles and then a, a menagerie of, of the third-party games, yeah. right? Uh, that are kind of like bolstering the 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 launch and like giving you stuff to play. Then you eventually get something like the Order 1886, which is like a first swing, but sure. we're all kind of there for it. And then it starts building up momentum, and then we started seeing all the bangers on the PlayStation. Right? I feel like we're in the o- Order 1886 part of the Xbox Series. And don't you feel like we've been here for so long? Exactly. Though? That's the problem. That's that's, that's the, the problem. That's the thing where I think this is getting to be. 
a pretty tired situation. Yeah. And it, I feel so bad for uh, Xbox fans mm-hmm. and gamers in general. Sure, of course. You know, Redfall, I was really looking forward to. Uh, I am a fan of the looter shooter. I, you know how much I love Borderlands. When Mike came back, I was like, it's Far Cry. I was like, I fucking love Far Cry. And then outside, I, I love, you know, obviously the zombie games, but vampires, hell yeah, let's just shake it up and go hunt some vampires, right? That sounds cool. The art style seemed cool. And, you know, those... CG trailers looked fun, and then even when they did like the polished gameplay trailer, it looked fun. But it was more coming back from that first preview event where Mike was like, "Yeah, it's just Far Cry. I don't know." But and then it was the 30 frames per second news after that, oh, man. and then it was getting our hands on it with a very short review uh, window for that embargo, and then getting in there and just finding how many. That's the thing about it for me. Like you know, I don't agree. You know, we have a great discussion on the Xcast. You know, Mike talked about the gunplay being solid. I don't agree. I thought the gunplay felt like Fallout. Like I thought, I thought it was stiff as hell. What I think one of the disconnects might have been we talked about on the show is that you know I stuck to handgun, shotgun, and uh, the stake launcher for my loadout the entire way. Where Mike was talking about some the UV beam and an AR rifle, I was like, okay, maybe that's why we're not lined up on this. I just had a system that worked, and the game never challenged me to outthink that because. The AI is so fucking stupid in this game where the normal grunt uh, cult members are shooting at you with a shotgun from way down a hill that I can just take out my pistol and pop them in the head and wait for it. It's like, whatever. Like, it's a di- it, it, me and Paris were on the exact same page in the review, and the key word here is disappointment, where it's like, Arcane is so good at making games. This is, could have been a really cool game, and it doesn't hit that. Uh, you know, I, I, I just did the Greg way about it in the car before I came in, right? But one of the things I was talking about is, like, how much I love using the kind of funny scale and learning that versus the IGN scale, which I obviously, you know, was brought up on. And the idea here to be like, this is a two out of five to me. And I don't mean that means it's a bad game in my eyes. It doesn't mean that it's a broken game. It doesn't mean I falling through the world. People are having those issues. I definitely had vampires get stuck in the walls, but not to the point where I'm like, this game's broken. It's more the fact that I just wouldn't recommend this to anybody, right? Like I've, it's fine. It's one of those fine games, but like I, I keep comparing it in my head to dead Island two which in the games cast review, I gave a three out of five. And I was like, this is okay, but it's okay because it is a video game. This is just a video game. This is just run around and beat the shit out of zombies with bats and stuff. And like the story never goes anywhere. Characters aren't the most, but like, I enjoy that. I'm still going to go back and platinum dead Island two. I'm looking forward to playing more dead Island two, but it is just junk food. You know what I mean? And like, I like that we can have these conversations and and really dig into what makes one thing something that the other isn't, right? Where I'm not expecting uh, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom to be junk food, right? That is, if everything goes the way it should go and everything we expect it to be, that is, you know, filet mignon. That is supposed to be a game that sticks with you and does different things and changes, like, oh, I can't believe I'm doing this. Whereas Dead Island is, I'm going to go kill thousands of zombies with a bat and crawl through a vent and do this and get a key to open a door. And then you go to Redfall, which is like, I didn't expect the moon from it. I expected a very enjoyable game, but there's so many things that are like, one of the things we kept coming back to in the review is like, it's 2023. And like, on top of the fact that we're talking about 60 frames per second, right? On top of the fact you're talking about the fact that only the host's uh, 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 mission structure progresses forward. You're also talking about just weird little bugs in there, not having, or not bugs, but not having a weapon wheel. Uh, The the arcane, a, a team known for stealth, the studio known for stealth, has no stealth animation for taking something. It's like, this game just doesn't feel complete, and that's the big thing about it. Where it's, I think it could have been something awesome. I, I think that it, it sucks that this is where we are with it, but yeah. it's where we are, and that sucks to be an Xbox fan. Where you again, I saw it in the early chat, and there's been jokes about it in the Xcast, like to take another L. Like mm-hmm. you know what I mean? There seems like there's been nothing but L's lately. Yeah, and that I mean, there was Hi-Fi Rush to start the year off. That felt like such a big win. It was such a big win. That game's fantastic, and. That, that that's a win in so many different ways of it's a new genre for xbox a brand new ip with amazing characters great game success on game pass selling well all that stuff yeah critical blah blah blah, blah. great 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 and then we we move on here and it's like you know we keep top of the damn dominoes and yesterday uh you tweeted about the red file review and then somebody replied with a gif of someone knocking the for how many years on kind of funny all of years i feel like every year of kind of funny we've talked about Xbox is lining up the yeah. dominoes, and at some point they're going to hit them. And brrr, every have all these awesome games coming from the studios, and the gift somebody responded with last night: the kid hitting the domino goes to the side. It doesn't hit any of the domino. And that that is so accurate. And just it again, disappointing is the right word because like we don't want this to be the case. Nobody wants this to be the case. Obviously, why is this happening though? Why was this game released right now? We always talk about yep. the fiscal quarters. We yep. talk about the things that need to be hit. There, like at some point, there was this question of. 
maybe you just take the fucking hit, especially when you're somebody like Microsoft that needs the wins back to back to back. You can't yeah. lose the momentum here. And like the momentum is constantly stilted and just like hit. And like the 30 FPS thing, like it's just constant conundrums that Xbox is dealing with. And it's like, you look to Starfield, and I know it's a completely different team. I know there's a lot of, of course, a lot of different elements there, but it's like, it's a l getting harder and harder to have faith that it's going to nail it. Well, I mean, the problem now is you turn your eyes to Starfield, right? Is like, you want to talk about the immense, I mean, inconceivable yes. amount of pressure on that game and that team right now. With every failure leading in, the expectations the, are just higher and, and higher of what needs to and, happen. And if you wiped away the failure of Redfall, the struggling of Halo Infinite, grounded not being what really people want, lack of a first party like oh here's your something to compete with places you get all that all that expectation and what's really been happening you put it in a vacuum of it is just the next todd howard game that is how much pressure would be on it already where people are already going to say this is either going to be game of the, mike says it needs to be game of the generation it's going to be game of the generation or it's going to be game of the year or it's going to be a flop or it's not going to do yeah. you know what i mean like then you put all this on there like not only you have Xbox fans, I assume, looking at it of saying it's got to be the one. This has got to be the thing. You have people want to start shit being like, no matter how good it is, they're going to want to start shit about it and find something in it they didn't like. Like, it's insane right now to think about what Starfield has and, to do. And on top of that, uh, we look at their their last um, Summer Game Fest era presentation. They did the showcase thing and they said all these games in the year. Of course, we know that a lot of those are true. Some of them have been moved already, whatever. Um, but even from that, like people are waiting for Hollow Knight. The one I was super excited about was the the last case of Benedict, uh, Fox. Uh, Benedict Fox, which um, I haven't played yet. Me and Barrett are, are still excited for giving it a shot, but the early reviews are not good. Yeah, for that it's and and like they're not they're not horrible, but it's like for that type of game for those smaller uh, titles that like are really I think the the value of Game Pass. I, I want more wins. I want more like like four out of five level type things. For and, sure. For uh, sure. Less of the, the the three. Oh hey, it's on Game Pass, so why not try it? Type things where it's like that's great too. There's a place for that, but you but also it just need devalues to stay. Game Pass. It at, devalues at point, Xbox. It devalues it all devalues these studios. Xbox, I think is the is the thing because I I think the the I still make the argument that even without big AAA games, Game Pass is an amazing value. Of course. Like there's so much there, but. That's not what they're selling it to us as. They're selling it to us as get all your Xbox Game Studios games. And there's all these other things too. And the Xbox Game Studios games, those are the ones that we have expectations of. And those expectations, I feel like, keep getting lowered, which really raises the bar for the expectations for, well, eventually the dominoes are going to start falling. And it's, I just want them to start falling, Greg. I hear you. Let's get off of just talking about this from an Xbox perspective and talk from an industry perspective. Thanks! The bad dog Billy, who writes into kindoffunny.com slash KFGD, just like you can for free, and says, Good morning, Greg and Tim. Redfall is the second big release in a week to be released in a poor state, and it joins a growing number of high-profile games that have shipped with major technical issues at launch. It seems like this is becoming the new normal for AAA games now. Launch a game that's clearly not ready, offer a sincere apology on Twitter, and promise to fix the game in the coming weeks slash months. Have we, as gamers, become complacent with the new model? We're spending more money than ever on games that aren't up to the standards we should expect. I understand that game development is hard and takes longer than ever to ship a big game, but it's gotten to the point where I usually wait two to three months after launch to play a new release because I know I'll have a subpar experience if I play it on day one. Would love to hear your thoughts. Tim? It's, I don't know that this is a new thing. I think that it's always kind of been the case. It's just like what the expectations are and like you know how quickly people need to apologize because there's an expectation there like sure. i feel like the the apology is just part I'm, of i'm the scrolling through arcane arcane's twitter right now we have not seen any apology from them obviously from star wars there has been so like i understand what your reference i just wanted to make sure we're you know calling it like we see down here yeah i just i feel like this is a. It, I don't see this changing and again this goes back to the foundation type stuff of i don't know how this changes because until the financial side is figured out there's going to be external forces that are making decisions and like games can't have unlimited budgets and just be produced forever before coming out and being perfect because that just is not real. That's not life. That's that nothing functions that way. Yeah. But that's what needs to happen for these games to come out without problems and everyone to be happy and for everyone to believe that these games are going to come out perfectly. So it's a catch 22. What, what do we do here? I don't know, but like, I feel like 
this is a major problem and i think it, it's tarnishing the brands it's tarnishing the hardware developers it's it's making people wary of wanting to support this stuff and i feel like it bottoms everything out where it changes what the expectations of video game experiences are going to be and the bare minimum just keeps getting lower and lower and lower of like it, i just want it to run yeah yeah it's a complicated question right because i don't think it's have have gamers become complacent with this new model i mean to say yes they have i think and this isn't this is going to sound more insulting than i mean it's and i'll get there in a second because i'm a gamer i think i mean have they become complacent with this model yes but how can they they can't we're not Gaming is so big and so broad and so so varied that you can, it's not like I could stand up on behalf of all gamers and be like, yo, guys, we're not buying Star Wars Jedi Fallen. Don't pre-order. Don't do this thing. We're going to, like, you can't stop that. Like, they can't, if there, there's no union leader for gamers to step in and do this, to make it really, really hit. I mean, you look at, like, Hogwarts, right, where it was. I'm not buying this. There's going to be a, uh, there's a boycott people are trying to do. There's a, an actual movement, right? And that game fucking juggernaut sales. And, and granted, it's Hogwarts, yada, yada, yada. It's different things to a degree. But like, I don't, it's not that they're complacent. It's just that's the new model. That is what it says. To your point, like, I think we're seeing two egregious examples here. Uh, again, for me with Redfall, I did not run into a lot of technical issues. I did have vampires stuck in the walls, obviously 30 frames per second. I didn't have some of the stuff you're seeing in the other reviews. I think Star Wars was way more the offender, but what's interesting there is that Star Wars, the game, the the real game is so good, people like myself in reviews were able to be like, yo, in my experience on my PlayStation version, I had these bugs, but I don't care. It's still a five out of five for me. I can totally get it with a PC player who had way more problems and all this other stuff that it wouldn't be the same argument, right? Like, I don't think there's... It, complacency with the model isn't how I would frame the thing. I would say that this just is the model. And so you as a gamer then have to decide what you want to stand up and take kind of thing. Where I think, you know, again, what I appreciated, I think, about the Star Wars review, right, was both ours and a number of them across the way, including Patrick Klepik's amazing write-up over at Waypoint, rest in peace, uh, uh, about everything of like, hey, I'm reviewing this game and having a good time with it, but it's not the game you're going to play. Like, I thought that I loved that kind of editorial. I love that kind of perspective. I think we are put into a very interesting perspective and place right now as reviewers. Uh, that is, you're playing something that might not be there tomorrow for these gamers. And so, in the old days, like early days, I think, you know, that would have maybe not for something as egregious as Star Wars, but a different game at IGN when I was reviewing it might have met me say, made me say, okay. I won't talk about these known bugs. They're saying that there's known bugs. They're saying that these specific things, they're going to be patched out. Clearly, I don't need to. Yeah. But, I'm, and I don't even mean for them, them to carry all the water in the world on this, but Cyberpunk is an example of, no, you, we know that, and it's not going to be. You said fixed. that, and then it didn't How happen. many times have people yeah. been burned by that in these conversations? Again, that is not just Cyberpunk. That's a good point. And so I think the fact that you can see, you're seeing more and more reviews, you want to talk about the evolution of games criticism, right? that are no longer, hey, this game has this many maps and this many characters and I played it for this many hours and it was fun or not fun and this is the shooting. Like The fact that reviews are more of a, hey, this is what my case is, what it is, it's on the consumer then to sit there and be like uh, Big Bad Billy here and say, well, I'm going to wait two to three months and see how it shakes out. Super valid. I am interested to see what Redfall looks like in two to three months, right? Yeah. I am interested to see what Xbox and Arcane's response is going to be to all this, right? Because yeah. it is a glaring problem you can't ignore this and it's not like it's outliers you know when we were doing it i was like two out of five and mike was like three out of five and i was like shit like interesting i wonder how reviews are going to come down to this i'm surprised they've been as no pun intended biting as they have been and that's yeah. good i think that is good we should you know expect more from our games and be able to have a conversation about games and art and say again like i don't think redfall is a horrible game like you know what i mean we're they're streaming it today uh not for a redfall sponsorship for an nvidia sponsorship right so they're like oh we'll stream redfall and show off the nvidia stuff because nvidia is like we'd like you to play an nvidia game i'm gonna join them i'm gonna still go in with my save and screw around especially because mike was talking about a very specific thing in the review of he thought the first world boss was like the if you're you're either in or you're out once you get through this thing and i didn't get through it so i'm like okay i'd like to see that with them not to mention games with friends are fun there's yeah. that again though then we're back to xbox devaluing xbox slash mm -hmm. game pass slash their own first party studios yeah of cool here's the game i'll stream with some friends yeah, i'm sure for so many people out there right if it was like oh well yeah i really want to try this all right i'll come along it's on game pass i'll do it but like 
Do you want your first party titles to be treated like they are weekend rentals for free from Blockbuster? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, Dude, how many things? I mean, I tried everything. It happened to Starfield. And then all of a sudden, that's the value of Bethesda. That's what people are going to expect from, from that team. And it's like, I feel like we can't let every single one of those things fall to the way that we talk about 343 uh, with Halo. So it's like. Should, we're, we're constantly, it's like, should they stop doing Halo? Yeah, should we take no. Halo away from them? Yeah. Uh, really quick, just to clarify, Waypoint is no longer becoming a site by June. Cla uh, Patrick Klepek is still alive. Just wanted to clear that I said up. rest in peace, Waypoint, though. No, you just you said rest in peace after mentioning both Waypoint and Klepek, and so there's just a little bit of confusion. You know, I until I see him tweet at me, I don't know if he's still not so sure. Either wow. way, I was listening. Right, to, I, I was listening to Way, I was listening to Waypoint Radio on the way in because they did the podcast right after their exit interviews, which is fucking insane, and it's Dang a very God. interesting listen. Everybody should check that out and send them some love. But yeah, the last thing I want to say on this is that it, there's the unfortunate reality that there are the gamers out here like Bad Dog Billy that can wait the two months, three months for this. But then there are the people that want to be on the cutting edge that I definitely feel like I'm on the side of. Of like, I want, I'm waiting for the big AAA games, and I want them, and I want them to show off my PS5 and I, or my uh, Nvidia 40 whatever the hell graphics card. Like, I want to push the limits of this stuff, but I want those limits to be hit. <laughs> like, I want, I want it to 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 know what the limits are and work within that. Um, and it's just, it is unfortunate that being an early adopter to that these days feels like you are not going to get the optimal Your beta experience. You're beta yeah. testing the optimal experience for, for other people. And it's like, that is part of, that's the game. I can wait. That's on me. But it's just unfortunate that I, I said this yesterday, but it's like, we bought the PlayStation 5 because the promise of the next gen was variable refresh rate and like this and that and like all the four, the numbers and letters and all this stuff. And then we're not getting that. And yeah. then because we're not getting that, we're also getting a subpar experience across the other parts of the video game. That's unfortunate. Scale down then. Make the promises less. Don't make the expectations that we're going to get 60 frames per second for every fucking game if your prestige games aren't going to. Because then it devalues everything. In the chat, uh, Sphinx Jerry was like, well, you guys get the games early for reviews. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the fact that there's another patch out for fucking Star Wars Jedi Survivor right now. Yeah. So if you bought it and like, you know, you know the classic one, you buy the, you're excited for the game, you take the day off work, you pop it in, and it's fucking garbage, it doesn't work, it's this, that, the other, there's a download, there's the old Diablo code fucking failure, whatever it was when it didn't work, like, that's Post what launch, you, you buy Jedi Survivor and they're, they're telling you, hey, don't use HDR right now. Are they still doing that? No, now, now. Okay. Now, <laughs> okay. now but for like two days. It oh, wasn't. they were? Okay. Yeah, no, they put out a, a, the tweet. It said, don't turn, like, turn that off. That was from the review guide. I wasn't yeah, sure no, if that no, was no, still. No. Okay. They continue that publicly. Gotcha. And like, gotcha. That, no. That's outrageous. Like, that's outrageous. Yeah. So, and again, they fixed it, whatever. They're, sure. they're, they're communicating. This. They're doing a lot of things right. Like, I, I'm, it's not a black and white thing. Of, like, of course not. They are trying. They're not to trying to fuck you over. Exactly. Respawn exactly. is not trying to fuck you over. Arcane was not trying to make a game that they didn't like or that's broken, yada, yada. Like, I don't think there's a gotcha happening here as much as there is a you go all the way up and there is a boss that says this. All right, we've delayed enough. The game has to come out on this date. We've committed to it. Christopher in the chat says HDR still does not work after today's patch, Tim. And it's like that's the thing is like HDR. Sphinx, you're shove it up your ass. HDR was the thing that was first talked about with video games with the Xbox One S, I think. Yeah. That's wild that we're here now and like HDR should just be it should just fucking work. And again, I get that I sound privileged. I sound like I, I don't know how games are made. I get all that stuff. But I do know that I bought something that was advertised as having HDR. Sure. And a game that. Sure. Yeah. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Let's cleanse our palate, everybody. All right. Get it out and get this bad taste out of your mouth and move on to what might be a nominee. For best picture. Number two, Gran Turismo's first trailer is here, ladies and gentlemen. We have not, I have not watched it. Did you I have watch not it? I watched it yet. Neither. So we're going to watch it here live with you. If you're an audio listener, you'll hear the audio from the trailer and just imagine cars racing around and Hopper from Stranger Things doing stuff, all right? Let's fuck. Let's do it. it. Let's watch it, Barry. I'm so excited. I'm excited too. All right, starts with the game. Hot. That's cool. Who do you think the best driver is? Probably Rory. I would dust him in a lap. Dan, all you do is play video games with some crazy dreams of racing cars. Dad, you're the one that told us to always do something we love. You know what racing cars cost? Look around. It's not our world, son. What is this? It's a contest. The best Gran Turismo players in the world. 
get a chance to compete in professional racing. Dude, this is real. Hell yeah. This looks awesome. <laughs> this is real. I'm sorry. You really think you're going to take a kid who plays video games in their bedroom, you're going to strap them to a 200 mile an hour rocket. It'll tear them to pieces. You can hate me now. It's not going to work. The guys who race are elite Let's athletes. But I won't stop now. Your kids are scrawny little gamer kids. Well, that's where you come in. Come on, let's go! Cause I can't stop now. Must be a new experience for you, moving your legs. <laughs> you puked on my lawn. There's no turning back now. When you're in a race, the cockpit is gonna be 140 degrees Fahrenheit. The G-forces will be twice what an astronaut experiences upon liftoff. I can't see anything! <laughs> hey! You get extra points for that in the game? Jesus Christ. Let's speak about language. This whole thing is insane. But out of the couch surfing nerds that you sent me, he is the best one. You made it. Yes! Welcome to Team Nissan. Couch surfing nerds. What's next? Major leaps. The other drivers are going to hate you. Come on. Whoopsie. What is your problem? It's part of the game. It's called racing. If you miss a line in the game, you reset. You miss it on the track. You die. You could die. <laughs> Dang. You can hit me now. I know this track. I've played it in my bedroom. That's what I'm talking about. In theaters this August. I want. I don't feel like we need to go see the the movie. We just saw the. Oh, movie. that's how they do everything. Don't worry. About it. I want two martinis and a watch it at Alamo Draft House, and I'm in. Let's yeah. do it. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, in, yeah. Man. Don't drink and drive, Greg. You know what I'm talking about? Well, I'm not driving. I get that. I get that. You're gonna be so fucking immersed in this. Sure. Shit, all right. It's gonna feel like you're there. If you want a quick, you could be the gamer. If you want a quick aside, uh -huh. one of the biggest mistakes I ever did driving to work was put on the Super Mario soundtrack. <laughs> I had to turn it off. I was like, I'm driving too aggressive I right now. Man, I get it. I'm getting out, you know? We got this poster here from Gamer to Racer. Sure. I'm fucking in. I've been I've been saying since day one. Yeah. That I think this movie's going to be good. So, Seeing this trailer, I think this movie's going to be good. Again, I'm not saying it's going to be the fucking Oscar winning sure, best movie sure. of all I, time. I said that. Time. Really, yeah. um, but, like, this looks great. I think this is going to be a, a, a great movie. I'm standing My, there. I... I think it's going to be a very enjoyable movie. Yeah, exactly. It sure. kind of has... Sports drama. I've talked to you about this before where I look at something and I'm not smart about movies, so I can't ever place it. But like, I look at it and I'm like, it almost looks like it's shot for a streaming service more than a movie theater, I think. Like, I didn't think like some of these shots looked great or well, visually exciting. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, okay. I don't know. Like this Again, I trust Neil Blomkamp having fun with this one. And like the tone they're going with this, like th there's nothing more thrilling than car chases. They're fun to watch. When you get that, the rev of the engine, when you shoot, like a race is exciting. It's inherently an understood thing of the competition side of it. There's the drama. We've seen movies that do this so well so many different times. You know what I mean? You give me some stakes. You give me some like underdog story rising through the ranks. Sure. How could it be bad? All right. GT, baby. We'll figure it out. Get ready. Uh, Michael Restive D'Angelo writes in to kindoffunny.com slash KFGD and says, Hello. KFBFs. The Gran Turismo trailer is out and it actually looks decent and may even be good. Do you think we have finally hit the video game adaptation re renaissance? Are we in the X2 slash Spider-Man 2 stage of video game becoming the next big movie or TV topic? Castlevania, Last of Us, Sonic, Mario, The Angry Birds movie 2. It seems like all adaptations are finally hitting their strides. Are they about to take off like comic book movies? Was The Last of Us the equivalent to Iron Man in video game adaptations? And are we about to open the floodgates of good video game movies and TV shows? I hope it is. Have a good day, Cave Crew. Uh, I'm giving a yes and no in a okay. different way here. I, I think that we're in it. We're already there. I was going to say, I, I feel like we're past X2 yeah, Spider-Man. It's, 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 it's starting and it's like it's, it's been started. Like We've gotten, I think, enough good to great super, um, video game adaptations that... Yeah are more important than the bad ones we've gotten before. So I feel like we're, we're in the good side at this point. Um, and then, like, I can name off the top of my head more good ones from recent times than bad ones of recent times. Okay. And even then, if you're just talking about video game adaptations, I feel like we're, we would lean towards the more positive ones as opposed to a couple of the, the bad ones from 
the, the olden sure. days, right? And then there's also bad ones that are still iconic, things like Mortal Kombat, which is like, yeah, it's bad, but it's also great, you know? Yeah. Um, but I do think that uh, in terms of the, are we getting the the MCU thing, are we in the next to Spider-Man stage? I think that's where it falls apart because I think because of how movies work nowadays and, and TV and streaming services, everything, I think we're going to totally jump from Iron Man to Avengers Infinity War. Like, I don't think we're going to get this, like, gradual increase uh, and, like, building to the Avengers and then building from that. Sure. I think it's, like, the floodgates are already about to be open if they're not already, and I think we're going to get just like Marvel Phase 4, it's just going to be a lot of stuff. And some things are going to hit, some things are going to really not hit. But I don't think there's going to be consistency of like, from here on out, we're building and it's going to be good. Okay, okay. Yeah, I could see all that. I, f- I, I wonder in top, on top of everything we've talked about already, what the writer strike does to this. Because we have had this building momentum. You're right on the, you know, the billion dollars of Mario, the you know, stellar reviews of The Last of Us. Obviously, Gran Turismo, uh, with the Twisted Metal, Metal Peacock baby. series. Like, there's a bunch of stuff already in production, but like, what does this do to, the, to it? When they fire back up the writer's union, right, and they get back into production on stuff, will they still be hot on video games? Will I remember that? Will yeah. things off? Yeah, I, I think that they will. I mean, like, the numbers don't lie. Like, we're just... like These hips don't lie. Whether right? They don't, but I'm, we... What you just talked about, we're talking about the first movie in 2023 to cross a billion dollars, and we're talking about a record-breaking HBO series. Video games, are, in a, in a, are the eyes are on them, and they're going sure. to be for good reason at this point, um, whether it's sequels to the things I just talked about or continuing to, to release more and more things that are even adjacent, things like um, Arcane on um, Netflix, right? Yeah. Where it's like that's it's an adjacent story. It's not like the literal like, – it's not a League of Legends show, but it is – you know, yeah, yeah, and it's like I, I like that that can be alongside Castlevania, which is a bit more of a straight adaptation with creative leniency of there, course. but like it's fucking awesome as yeah. well. And all the things we just named are completely different from each other. So I think that's True. the value of where we're at, where it's like it's not, it doesn't need to just be the MCU of like everything builds and connects together. It can also just be can be a bunch of different things, more like comic book movies as a whole. Um, so I'm excited for it, but yeah, the writer strike stuff, it's it's going to affect all of it. Like it's it's going to get real bad. I want to clear columns for a second and let Barrett Courtney take the mic to answer all that juice who was in the chat watching live and said, Last of Us on HBO was fine, but it still doesn't hold a candle to shows like Breaking Bad. Ooh. Ooh. This is very interesting. This is a very interesting conversation because I think Breaking Bad is a more complicated character study. Not saying that The Last of Us isn't uh, for, for Joel. But uh, I think the the ways that Breaking Bad dives deep into the psyche of Walter White, and not just him, Skyler White, uh, Jesse Pinkman, uh, other characters. Uh, I Walt think Jr. Walt Jr. Breakfast. Breakfast. You know? love breakfast. <laughs> fucking loves breakfast. Um, and obviously, it's uh, it's an it's a story that is complete, right? Whereas uh, the Last of Us uh, yeah. HBO show is part one of a two part series that might be a three part series. Um, who knows? But um, I still think that the HBO The Last of Us uh, show is is a great show. I don't feel like we for need me. To like, I, I don't think we need to tear down The Last of Us. To I'm bring not up Breaking. Bad I'm now. not attacking either of them or anything. I just thought it was an insult to say it was fine. Oh, yeah, doesn't yeah, hold definitely. a candle. Like I'm not it saying. Holds a candle. I'm not saying. Like, I don't think it. I, I, I think. How many it's seasons great? of Breaking Bad were there? Five. And they were fantastic. I'm yeah. not saying let's take that. Take one season last. Let's compare it to all that and say it's yeah. better. Uh, the same. You know. What I mean. I'm just like doesn't hold a candle. Makes it sound like you know. Like I don't hold a candle to Andy and running. Mm-hmm. Andy is faster than <laughs> yeah. me. It would be an insult for me. To be like ah, we're uh, kind of close. Uh, we're both. We're both nines and tens out of tens. You know yeah. what I mean? I think it's. Yeah, I think it's too early to compare okay, okay. compare them and it, it, it make that uh, claim of it can't hold a, a candle. I think I like Breaking Bad still way more, but sure. I still love The Last of Us. Okay. Breaking well, Bad's one of the greatest shows of all time. Sure. <laughs> like, it's just, that's ridiculous. We're just saying. We're just had to have that conversation. We have a lot of conversations here. Is that okay? Can we have a conversation? No. That's not how we do things here, Greg. Mm-mm. Tell the kids what we do here. Ladies and gentlemen, what we do here is make great content all because of your support on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny. Over on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny, you could get each and every episode of Kind of Funny Games daily ad-free. You, of course, 
to get the ability to watch us record our podcast a day before and live, just like this afternoon's kind of funny podcast starring Tam and Raj. And of course, you can get dozens and dozens of monthly exclusive bonus episodes all over on patreon.com slash kind of funny. And if you went there right now, you could get the backlog of all those shows. And that, let me tell you, is now over 200, more than 200 episodes of exclusive content is up since we launched the studio in October. So get your asses over there and support us. Mm -hmm. But since you're still sitting there, thumb up your ass. Here's a word from our sponsor oh god <laughs> shout out to honey for sponsoring this episode honey is the easy way to save when shopping on your iphone or computer thanks to honey manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past and we all know there's nothing better than the feeling of saving money honey's the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart here's how it works imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite sites when you check out the honey button appears and all you have to do is click apply coupons you wait a few seconds as the honey guy dances it searches for coupons it can find for the site and if it finds a working coupon you will watch the prices drop we hear it kind of funny have been using honey for years and it has literally saved us thousands on tech costumes food you name it honestly i just love how easy it is to set forget and save honey doesn't just work on desktops it also works on your iphone you just activate it on safari on your phone save on the go and if you don't already have honey you could be straight up missing out by getting it you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this show you can get paypal honey for free at joinhoney.com slash kind of funny that's joinhoney.com slash kind of funny Shout out to Rocket Money for sponsoring this episode. We all love gobbling up content and we have an understanding of what subscriptions we use. Or do we? Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they spend around $80 a month on subscriptions when the actual total is closer to $200. That's right. You, you, you out there. You could be wasting hundreds of dollars each month on subscriptions you don't even know about. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending and it helps you lower your bills all in one place. Rocket Money has saved some of us here at Kind of Funny a ton of money and it can help you too. Stop throwing away your money. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to Rocket rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny that's rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny r-o-c-k-e-t-m-o-n-e-y.com slash kind of funny when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Number three on the rope report is what I call fun, 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 natural fun. Mortal Kombat 12 teaser hints at a possible timeline reset. This is Chris Scullion at VGC. A 30th anniversary video for the Mortal Kombat series has potentially hinted that the next game could reset the timeline. The official Mortal Kombat Twitter account posted a video on Monday which thanked players for supporting the series for 30 years, but also notes, quote, we're just getting started. Uh, The video is mainly a compilation of thank you messages from developers who've worked on the series over the past three decades. However, it ends with a brief clip teasing the upcoming Mortal Kombat 12 that may wipe the storyline clear and start with a new universe. In the video, series co-creator Ed Boon says, Thank you Mortal Kombat fans for 30 years of amazing support. He then adds, We're not quite done yet. The video then cuts to a sequence showing what appears to be sand falling from an hourglass. Uh, As the final grain of sand drops, it explodes, creating a Big Bang-style effect. A special hourglass, sometimes referred to as Kronika's hourglass, played a key role in the plot of Mortal Kombat 11. 
its aftermath explosion in particular revolves around Liu Kang and his use of the hourglass, uh, which was has the potential to rewind and rewrite time in history. The image of the sand exploding and the tweet claiming that, quote, we're just getting started, has led some fans to believe that Mortal Kombat 12 will see some sort of reset of the game's timeline. I love it. This is so cool. I absolutely love NetherRealm's campaign modes in their games, and uh, my favorite was uh, Mortal Kombat 11 and Aftermath. It was essentially the end game of Mortal Kombat. Sure. So many times, shenanigans, different variants of Mortal Kombat. There's the 90s version. It was just awesome. Cheesy-ass story, but it was fun as hell. Um, and them kind of, from what I'm reading from this, kind of doing another reset like they did, I think, with 9, um, I think is exciting. Uh, to me, I feel like things got way, 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 way crazy, which was fun, but I think it might be nice to kind of go back to like, all right, let's have a new jump on point, um, especially as we're having this potential fighting game boom um, with Street Fighter, Tekken, Mortal sure. Kombat, Project L, uh, all of them. And um, the expectations for all these games are they're going to be excellent and they're going to be like, the standards for the the franchises and i so far seems like they're going to hit that mark looking at this um i think it's cool with the the sand like is that teasing that like the last grain of sand like we're going to get the announcement soon you know could be a kidney stone too it could be a kidney stone the more the, they the, do that x-ray okay. shit yeah you know they do the x-ray you're right you've got to be due for a reveal soon right it was dice awards uh i only remember <laughs> it was the day of the dice awards that the investor call or whatever just unceremoniously announced mortal kombat 12 or whatever so, you figure we're going to be getting close. You yeah. know what? If only on the horizon there were some b- bright beaches. I think I see them. Maybe I see them down in LA there. Something it looks like it has a is banner. A game Fest of some sort. Game Fest, it looks like. That's coming up pretty quick. Here. It is. Insanely it is. quick. Yeah. The amount I mean, of emails it, I'm I, getting. I started when I, last week on my birthday. I was off, obviously. Uh, but I checked in on my email. And like, when I started getting all these emails about SGF booking, I was like, that seems wrong. Why are you this early? Oh, my God. It's like a month away. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's a, it's month, a month away, away. man. There's, and it's an exciting month. But, yeah, we're, we're going to get some good stuff. I, so it, I feel like the safest bet is Summer Game Fest, kickoff live, boom, Mortal Kombat 12 announcement. Sure. Uh, Herbie in the chat, who's a very smart car, says, what about the heavily rumored May Sony event? Hong Kong, Herbie, that could be true, too. That, yeah, yeah. I mean, traditionally, if, uh, I don't think Mortal Kombat has aligned with PlayStation. That could always change. They see they see the um, writing on the wall. Yeah, maybe I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. I'm just saying. But uh, um, the we have seen Mortal Kombat at, at Game Awards, which is not Summer Game Fest, but there's the Keeley factor. Where Keeley goes, Ed Boon will follow. You that's know what I, I mean? That's not what I've always thought. Yeah. Number four in the Roper Report. Xbox Game Pass has a new friend referral program. This is the Xbox Wire. We know that gaming is best with friends. So today, we're introducing the Xbox Game Pass friend referral offer, which lets Xbox Game Ultimate... Sorry, I was trying to get through a sneeze there. Which lets, lets Xbox Game Pass Ultimate and PC Game Pass members give up to five friends a free 14-day PC Game Pass trial. Invited friends must be new to Game Pass to redeem the free trial. You can find friend referral, referral invitations on the Game Pass home screen. Just click Give PC Game Pass button to share. Uh, this also means that starting today, you can share PC Game Pass with more friends and jump right into Redfall on day one. Go get it. That day's today. That day is that right now. You can do it right now. Mm-hmm. Get in there. Do PC Game Pass. Have at you, you know? Whatever. Yeah, that's still. It's a bad day. Things, it's a right? bad day to do it. It's yeah. a bad game or to do it. It's the best with. day to do it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean hey, there's people. We did, the whole part of the show was us talking about them de- devaluing Xbox and Game Pass. And now we're like, all right, well, yeah. you want to try this stuff, go for it. But again, we were talking about the value is playing games with your friends. Where you get new friends in, find the fun. Find the fun, as Mike would say. Uh, fifth and final on the Roper Report. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, Rocket League is getting Star Wars cars this week. We go to Chris Scullion at BGC. Rocket League is getting Star Wars content for the first time this week. Uh, the, free to, the free-to-play racing game has enjoyed a large number of crossovers in the eight years since its initial release. Holy shit. But none of these have featured Star Wars until now. Four separate droid packs will arrive on May 4th, also known as Star Wars Day, each containing a decal for an existing Rocket League car and other accessories. There's also a droid bundle, which includes all four packs and extra bonuses. Did they call this a free-to-play racing game? Yeah. They did. Okay. You got a problem with that? I do. Well, I mean, Sifu's a fighting game, so there you go. (laughs) God, I'm still playing Sifu Arenas, Greg. Yeah. Fuck, that game is good. I've already complained about this, but I'm going to do it again because it's still true for me. Uh, Arenas is such a great 
series of game modes. But it hurts your hands. It, it hurts your hands, man, because yeah. it's all just constant fighting. There's no yeah. hallways to, uh, like, the. there's no, like, platforming or, like, not even platforming, just, like, walking around to do. You're just fucking punching and kicking people. And it's like, ooh, just like really? my little fingies, man, they be aching. So I can only do a couple a day to stop. Do you do them daily? Are you popping in there daily? I'm pretty, almost every other day I've been playing, yeah. Because um, I'm trying to make it through this, like, 50 total. What, what, I've known you a long time. Yes. What I can't visualize is what eye. your after work looks like. Yeah. Because I'm very clear, you know, mine's all regimented with Ben and Jen, and obviously mm-hmm. I talk about that every time. But, like, you go home, and it's just free. You go home with Cool Greg. I assume you guys are doing donuts in a parking lot somewhere, and then a little you drive on home. Yeah. And then Gia's there. You mm-hmm. order in, You order some DoorDash in. Sometimes you cook. I'd say she cooks more often than okay. not. Okay. Um, so, but okay. So you pull up to the house. Walk me through last night. What happened? Uh, you, I go in. Fluff up the pups. You know what I mean? Yeah, I you got with them for, you for as long them. as I can. Um, G's usually doing some run or strength training or stuff. She's always a lot of fitness and feelings, you know? Sure, sure. And um, then depending, I, I usually go down and play a game for maybe an hour. Okay. Um, usually... I usually have at least an hour of work to do every night. Sure. Some emails, some business yeah, bullshit, yeah, yeah, yeah. phone calls, all that stuff. Uh, and then at some point, eat dinner, and then me and G do the, a cycle of shows. Gotcha. A cycle of and shows. And then bed. And then, and then bed, yeah. Okay. okay. Or I, appreciate that. I stay up and play games. Okay. Or I stay up and watch new rock stars on YouTube. Okay. G doesn't like watching YouTube. I love watching YouTube. Or you Thanks for supporting the show, to... G. Thanks for supporting the show, G. Yeah. Real good. Real helpful. You could be staying up and uh, catching up on Star Wars Rebels, Tim. And then, or there's that, which yeah. I do do as well. Until that. Rebels adds Kev2D2, I'm not watching. You never but know. Kev2D2. That know. day is so far away. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grop shops today, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday. Yes. Out today, Age of Wonders 4 on PlayStation 5, Xbox X and S, and PC. Redfall is on all the Xboxes and the PC. Well, Xbox Series X and S and PC. Show Gunners is on PC. Le- uh, Leia's Horizon is on mobile. New dates for you. Sunshine Shuffle is coming in Nintendo Switch and Steam on May 24th. Feel my sunshine. Convergence, a League of Legends story, launches May 23rd for Xbox. All the Xboxes, all the PlayStation, Switch, and PC. Forspoken. In Tanta, in Tantra, in Tanta, in Tantra, in Tanta, we trust is coming out May 26th. You gonna play that? I'll let you know. I saw it pop and I was like, maybe I will. Yeah. Maybe I will go back just for the review, for the content. You know what I mean? Okay. If, I, if, if they hit me up for a code and like Zelda is like mid, then I'll go do it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Super Mega Baseball 4 launches uh, June 2nd. Bloodstorm, the final DLC for Marvel's Midnight Suns, launches on May 11th. Uh, Scott Fold Usurper launches uh, June 23rd for all the Xboxes, all the Playstations, and Switch. Uh, for deals of the day, we have a Game Pass update for you. Uh, today, of course, you get Redfall. Uh, May 4th, you get Ravenlock. Uh, May 8th, you get Weird West Definitive Edition. Uh, May 9th, Shadowrun Trilogy. May 11th, Fuga Melodies of Steel 2. That's right, 2. Not the first one, the second one, okay? Hmm. Okay, this is one for you, Timmy. Okay. Reader mail. Mm-hmm. Remember, write in for free. Kindoffunny.com slash KFGD. Cameron from Massachusetts writes in and says, I got the Zelda Switch OLED and love it so far. Hades looks beautiful on the screen. Are there any indie slash surprise recommendations you all have to maximize that OLED screen? Oh, excellent question. Uh, and Hades is the number one answer. Uh, it is absolutely beautiful. Back in the day when the PS4 Pro first came out, Everyone would ask me, like, what is the game to show it off? The answer was Ratchet and Clank 2016. Sure. Uh, Hades is my answer. So you're already, you're already right there. Not indie, but boot up Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. That yes. thing sings on the OLED. I was uh, stunning. I, ha- I still don't have three stars on a lot of the uh, mirrored uh, tracks. So I was, uh, what did I boot up? It was like the Waluigi pinball. God damn, that looks beautiful on the OLED. It's I also nice. want to shout out because it came out around the time of the OLED coming out. Not an indie, but uh, Metroid Dread. Exactly. Uh, but then also Cuphead. Cuphead looks really good on Colors the Colors are beautiful. Yeah. But on the indie side here, uh, Dead Cells Return to Castle. Dead Cells. First off, excellent, excellent game. Music's fantastic. Dead Cells is great. Castlevania is great. You put them together, it just works. But on the Switch OLED, man, it pops like a motherfucker. I'm so excited more people are going to get OLEDs so I don't sound as crazy as I do. Praising this damn thing. 
Everyone's like, my Steam Deck, my Steam Deck. And I'm like, yeah, but my OLED, my OLED. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> Steam Deck can play real games. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Ladies and gentlemen, that's another episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily in the bank. But we still have more weekdays for you. Tomorrow, it's going to be me and my son's godmother, Lucy James. Thursday, it's Listed Blessing and Tim. I got a frantic slack from Blessing this morning, noting that he was on like seven shows for Thursday. So I'm going to shake that up after I get, get back to my desk. And then Friday, it's Tim and Blessing. Uh, we will see how that shakes out for you. Remember, of course, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday, we come at you with the nerdy news you need to know about. If you like that, support us on Patreon.com slash Funny. Over there, of course, you could get the shows ad-free. You could watch us record the podcast. You just have a good time. Make sure we're keeping the mics and the lights on. Of course, you can get the show later at YouTube.com slash Games. Uh, podcast services around the globe. You can watch us live on Twitch. You can watch us live on YouTube. And if you're watching live on YouTube right now, you got to stick around because... We're about to do that super chat Q&A we do only on YouTube and the live stream for 30 minutes where we go through all your super chat questions and have a little extension of the show. Have a good time. But, Bear- bef- but before we do that, did we do your wrong or did I just black out for five minutes? <sighs> we have nothing wrong. Wow. We nailed it today. Hell yeah. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. Perfect batting average. I love it. Well, Charles Jacobson says we're not wrong. This just popped in. We're not wrong, but breaking news. Midnight Sun is dated for Xbox uh, One and PlayStation 4. The Switch version has been canceled. Mm. I think it's launching on May 11th. Yeah, it's May 11th alongside that DLC I just did. Mm. So there you go. Not a, you're wrong, though. Just a hey, heads up, this happened. Everybody, if you're a podcast listener, I hope you enjoy your next podcast. Maybe it's NPR. Maybe it's something from IGN. Maybe it's kind of funny podcast. Maybe, Maybe. it's screencast. We can I was listening them. to you guys do your Guardians uh, free, spoiler free spoiler review. Free. No, that that. Yeah, yeah. Goldfarb, good to have him on there. Yeah, you know Goldfarb. Anyways, though, if you're watching live or you're watching on YouTube, we're going to be back in just one second with that there Q&A. But until next time, no. It's been our pleasure to serve you.